1: It is great to be back with you here on the Ticket Water Cooler on 937 the Ticket. For me, I had to take yesterday off, so it's my first show post a win against the Power Five team in well, quite just quite some time. I think a year <laughs> is actually. Uh, so it feels pretty good. Just
0: about. When did they play Northwestern last year?
1: Yeah, I think it was uh, I, I heard somebody told me it was a calendar year. It was right around then.
0: Yeah, I think it was a couple I think it was a day off of being a calendar year or something yeah. like that. So yeah, <laughs> almost a whole year without beating a power five opponent. And I've mentioned it I mentioned it many times yesterday. Do you know the last time, because they're going on the road to Rutgers, do you know the last time they beat a Power 5 opponent on the road?
1: Ooh, that'd be hard to think. It's not like they protected home, home field very well either. But, um, no, I don't know. I'm, I'm not going to sit here and think about it. I can't think.
0: Rutgers in 2020. Oh, there you go, yeah. The last game of the season <laughs> before Take they decided way. not to play a bowl game.
1: Yeah, that's very disappointing. And, of and course, in that
0: same season, they beat Purdue on the road.
1: Oh, Trying to think of, Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, so their last
0: two Power 5 opponents that they beat on the road were in the 2020 COVID season. And Purdue the next teams they have to
1: play at, on the road right Are now. Rutgers and Purdue. Yeah. So there you go. It's all lining up. Two more night games. Three night games in a row. Is Purdue announced it's a night game? Yep,
0: Purdue's a night game.
1: Okay, I'll take that.
0: So I feel bad for all the writers that have to meet deadlines.
1: <laughs> the in the post game show is kind of weird too because we did, when we started it was like a I think we went till like eleven thirty. like hey, that we was to the bed.
0: longest game of all time. That was there were so many flags and so many passes that were incomplete that the clock was stopping. Reviews. that it was just just disgustingly long. <laughs> I scheduled the post game for you guys to start at ten, which is what three three hours, hours three yeah. and a half hours after the game kicked off. You think, yeah, that's about right. Nope.
1: Well, that was a long game, but we'll take it. I don't care how long the game goes as long as Nebraska gets a victory. Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. Uh, By the way, this is the Lunchtime Hour, so it's brought to you by Wingstop. Head on down to Wingstop. Uh, Get yourself some wings today. Uh, We are with you here on the Ticket Water Cooler every lunch hour from 12 to 1 on weekdays. And uh, happy to be doing it here after a win uh, for the Huskers. And really, we'll, we'll talk about some of this as it more breaks down. The Big Ten West Just looks completely different. Paul Chris, the big surprise firing on Sunday, so we'll get to that in a little bit. But first, Rico, it's always fun just um, getting people's initial thoughts. You and I haven't talked about the games, Mm -hmm. uh, the game, kind of how it went, so I just kind of go around uh, with a lot of people and just kind of ask them about their thoughts. I I will say this, too, and I don't know if you feel this way. Nebraska football is weird because, you know, when I was growing up, if they lost it would like ruin your week or whatever. And then it became, it got to a point like that's kind of ridiculous. And they're not at that level of the program anymore. Can't let that happen. And then Mm -hmm. there's been so many losses over the last several years. I just brush it off and and just say, well, I kind of expected a loss coming (laughs) into the game. It was weird because the, the, it was it was like a, a renewed feeling of what a win can do because the win literally made my Saturday night, my Sunday, like the, the sun came out brighter. Everybody just seems to be in better spirits. Um, it 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 made things a little bit. Better in my life. I can say that. Even though it's crazy, you probably shouldn't do that with your sports teams. Um, but I, I kind of felt that. And I've. And I've and it's, it's been a while since i felt that feeling. Uh, and I think partially because part of that is, too, is, you know, there's a, there's a renewed hope and energy beyond Mickey Joseph. I mean, even when Scott Frost was getting wins, it was still with the background noise of, well, he's still, you know, this isn't going well. There's a lot, a lot of ways to go. Um, well, they were ugly wins. Except <laughs> right, for, as, aside thing.
0: from the Northwestern blowout, they were very ugly. This was despite the score despite it being you know tied at halftime and it being a two touchdown win only a two touchdown win which even then like two touchdowns is a lot so uh, despite it being 14 points like this was a good win like Nebraska especially in the second half dominated Indiana so in that aspect it felt fantastic to witness and fantastic to just you know kind of be a part of of, of something that made everybody else feel feel good about themselves like you said you know Saturdays the the rest of Saturday even though it was very little and Sunday and Monday it just felt fantastic like coming into work and talking about a win is a lot easier (laughs) and I'm sure everybody who 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 had to go into work whatever you do uh, if you watch the game if you're surrounded by people who who enjoy you know football when you went into work and you're talking about the the Husker football game and talking about a win, I'm sure it was a lot easier and there was a lot less anger on a Monday going into work. And maybe, honestly, Monday wasn't that bad. Maybe waking up on a Monday and you're like, you know what? I'm happy to go into work and talk about this because it, it looked great. The defense looked great. The offense struggled at some points, but overall... I would say did a really good job of, of coming together in moments when it was necessary and, and scoring the football. The run game looked looked amazing. The pass game, despite the interception after getting an interception, looked fantastic. Um, everything was on point and there wasn't really much to feel negatively about. I mean, there are, there are some things if you want to nitpick things, you know, the offensive line still had their issues, but at the same time, there were multiple instances where they gave Casey Thompson a clean pocket and a ton of time to throw the ball. And there were times where they were opening up gigantic holes for Anthony Grant and the running backs. So, look, I, if you want to nitpick, we can nitpick, and I'm sure we will. But overall, I think it was a very solid game played by Nebraska.
1: Well, and I think the penalties would be where a lot of people would nitpick, too. And that's what
0: I. I, I've just... I don't even know about you know, nitpicking at the, the. The refs were just calling everything. Yeah, like everything was being because well, look, you can't you, punch a guy. You in have the the well, element. yeah, you can't punch somebody in the face. <laughs> there are a few that maybe Nebraska uh, deserve there, but, but like you, you know, everybody says this. there's holding on every play, and it seemed like they were calling holding on every play. There were a couple pass interferences uh, against Nebraska, for and in in um, in favor of Nebraska, where you kind of look at it. There was one especially uh, that was against uh, an offensive pass interference that was against Mario Buford, and I was like, that's. Not that that was not offensive, <laughs> pass interference. <laughs> so yeah. you know there were instances where the refs like they're calling something even in, in the favor of Nebraska, where you're kind of looking at it and you're like,
1: eh, The refs woke up and about and that. Said, let's let's be a part of this. They game. really wanted let's their interfere. voices heard. Yeah, I
0: threw a flag for excessive talking to the <laughs> to the fans on the refs.
1: Well, and I think a fan actually threw a flag on the field. I think that was the game. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, so we had to go pick it up. But just... also, don't throw things on the field. <laughs> yeah, also don't do that. Uh, I also saw at the beginning of the game, my dad kind of made a joke because the refs all got to the middle of the midfield and they are all raising their hand. <laughs> so I hope they said, you know, oh, does anybody got any questions? Hopefully that's not <laughs> what's going on. Uh, but they might have been saying, like, everybody got their flags. We all got to, you know, we gotta you make a right mark here. today. Everybody practice your flag throwing. There, <laughs> there you go. go. A lot, a lot of, of
0: intentional grounding also.
1: Yeah. Which, I mean, I, I, I understood, a lot, you know, some of it you know and it, it is i mean it, it, a game like that sometimes you can just uh you know re- there there are it's just different approaches to refereeing if you want to call everything you're going to have a very long day mm-hmm. if you want to allow physicality and, and you know then you let some stuff slide so they i mean they just decide to be part of the game which is which is fine and you know there's uh you know Nebraska and Indiana each <laughs> We're playing physically and, and and trying to cut paths here and there. So I mean I I get it. It's just I I guess that the, that's just kind of the interesting part to me is because I saw some people describing it as kind of an ugly win, and I just didn't feel that way. And and maybe it's from the context of where Nebraska's been, mm-hmm. right? I mean, if you told me five years ago, hey, in year your five you're gonna have twelve penalties and beat Indiana by fourteen at home, I would have said eh, I'm not too excited about that. Um, But if the context of where this team was, especially defensively mm-hmm. to, the, the strides made defensively almost make up for any of the ugliness and the offense to me has played better games, right? Oh yeah. Um, and has looked maybe better. I mean, they, they, they switched some guys out. They were missing some guys out of the rotation as well. So I don't know if they're at full strength. Obviously the, 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 Brock Purdy, or not Brock Purdy, excuse me, Chubba Purdy um, uh, series was not very good, (laughs) so Yeah, it wasn't great, but that was ugly. Um, So I can understand some of the ugliness, but to me, just the defensive stride, because there's nothing more ugly than giving up 500 yards per game and really making it so every, you know, every game Nebraska's went into for your fans or for your offense, for that matter, thinking we've got to play our best ball. We can't make too many mistakes if we're going to win this game. The defense came out and shut them down on third down, you know, get you know, more often than not getting Mm -hmm. the ball back, uh, creating turnovers, creating, you know, pressure here at times, not all the time, but sacks. Um, and just pretty much shutting up that offense and with the true freshman starting at quarterback. I mean, I, I if I, I, and I've said this over and over again, I'll say it more. I'm, I'm so impressed with Bill Bush. You know, I know it's not a player, but if I had a player of the game, it'd be Bill Bush <laughs> did because a great job. the, the, the defense too, it wasn't like one guy dominated. Um, but this was just a lot. I remember going into last week, I was saying, I don't know if it's more likely for Bill Bush to be able to limit this team and and, you know limited team to 300 yards or if it's more likely to get a few interceptions or create some turnovers and stuff like that they were able to pretty much shut Rutgers down for the most part not not like fake Mm -hmm. you know maybe get lucky on a a bounce here or there yeah Rutgers whatever uh, they look the same same colors yeah you're right Uh, so uh, but it was I mean there was nothing like sliding by or getting lucky about this they shut that team down Mm -hmm. and I understand the the if people want to call it an
0: ugly win but wouldn't it make it? More, doesn't that make it more impressive that you had twelve penalties called against you and you won by fourteen? You 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 you're bringing in a a new defensive coordinator to the to the bunch. You've got a freshman starting at corner, a true fr- a five seven true freshman starting at corner, and you hold a team that has the the quarterback who's attempted the third most, I believe, passing attempts in all of college football to a 50% completion percentage and under 100 yards of total offense in the second half, like – and converting three third downs an entire the okay. entire game like that's that's impressive. I I understand if you want to call it an ugly win, but at the same time you have to take into account everything that that was going on with Nebraska and realize that this was a very impressive. And and again, you said the defense giving up 500 total yards on average to opposing offenses coming into this game, and the offense having to play perfect, damn near perfect games every single time. The offense struggled. The defense really didn't. I, I, I am impressed with the way that, that the entire team played because the offense coming into the game, probably think oh, we have to play a perfect game. You start struggling. You realize, oh, we can lean on the defense for this game. And, you know, maybe they take a couple more shots downfield because they realize the defense is playing well. Maybe they, they were able to lean on Anthony Graham. He had 32 carries for the entire, like, for the game. So they were able to lean on the run game and, and just keep it out of the hands of Indiana. Uh, I, I'm impressed. It was an impressive
1: win. Well, and I, I, it's hard to call it ugly too when it was done so thoroughly. I mean, that's the way that you ice a game in the fourth quarter. You, you know, run the ball, you, you take a lot of time off the clock, and you score. You take your one possession lead to a two possession lead, and then your defense stops them on you know I don't remember for the three and out they had like seven or eight three and outs on the on the mm-hmm. game but um, you know didn't really even make us nervous at all that Rutgers was going to come back in that game so um, that's how you win a game and I don't know I, I've said this for a long time and i have wondered in the frost era is if you learn to win if you see it like that like you prove to yourself that's how you ice the game that's how you can do it Does that give you confidence? I mean, does that mean you can replicate that Mm -hmm. in the next game? I'm not sure if it necessarily means you can do that the same thing against an Indiana defense that you do against, you know, an Ohio State defense or anything like that. Um, But at least you have some experience to fall back on. It's not like, well, we think we should be able to do it when we're there. And, you know, that's what the, something that's kind of brought up on the captain, too, that I thought was interesting, is you just wonder about the culture. Because, you know, we, we talk for years, whenever a team's not doing well, we talk about the culture of the program. And was there a problem with the culture? And, you know, and then it kind of gets back into, you know, how much do you credit Mickey Joseph and the staff for moving forward? I just feel like, too, I don't know how long I could listen to the same coach tell me, hey, we're close and then just see it never cross the not line. Just right? stay close. Yeah, and then just be, and, and and keep selling you the same pill of goods, which is what we as the you know media, as the fans, listen to too, and thinking at a certain point, I tuned it out. I don't I don't believe it. Mm-hmm. So the players too. I mean, you got to kind of have that feeling. And then for Mickey Joseph to to come in here and, and get it done. Granted, short <laughs> short time span to prepare for Oklahoma. Maybe OU's not as good as maybe we thought after that game. Um, but. You know, to get a bye week, to get a win like this and in that in that fashion, like I said, icing the game, that's not that's not showing that's not like saying, Hey, we believe you guys can win, we're close. It's showing you how to mm-hmm. do it, how it's done.
0: I know I know you can do this, and this is how you do it. Yeah, this here, is, let's this do it. Is, this is the blueprint, let's do it. Yeah. And, and and finally getting that and giving yourself the confidence to know. And you know, you heard Garrett Nelson and Luke Reimer talk about it uh, either in post game or, or yesterday. You know, just showing themselves that they can play four full quarters of football and come out with a win as opposed to coming out with a one score loss that does wonders for the men the mental side of this game because despite all of the talk of physicality and being more physical and 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 doing this and that it's a mental game at the same time I understand that you don't want to and we talked with Adam Carricker on the uh on the captain show yesterday and you know he he was talking about you know Not thinking as much and just going out there and being an athlete, and I get that, and that's very important, but at the same time, the mental side of things and knowing down the stretch that we've been in this situation and we can come out with a win as opposed to we've been in this situation, how are we going to mess this up and lose this time? It's huge. It's massive for not only the players but the coaching staff as well to realize we can get it done when it matters most.
1: And you see Bill Bush getting emotional on the field. You saw it today at the press conference. You've seen, like, you know, Mickey's kind of getting people. It's it's not, you know, it's it, you can see the care factor. Mm-hmm. Um, and if we can see it from the outside, you bet being in there in practice every day, they can see it too. By the way, a fun day at the podium too as Mark Whipple went up there today and was talking about his effectiveness maybe being a little bit better <laughs> When he's, uh, I don't want to say the word that he used, a little more callous. Yeah, a, a, a kind of a, a rough type of coach rather yeah. than the nice guy with no shoes on. And uh, <laughs> <laughs>
0: right,
1: he's, just, uh, he's, a, he's a weird guy. I like it though. Yeah, weird is good. I always like weird. It's a lot better than normal. Uh, but uh, I I it, I, it, I think that was one of the things that again maybe if you were on the ugly win side that you could point to is uh, maybe a guy you know getting a earful on the sideline, which made kind of the rounds, was Whipple mm-hmm. yelling at Casey Thompson before taking him out for a series, but. You know, sometimes that fire, you, you know, you, you like to see that. And like mm-hmm. you said, maybe that's more effective. Casey went in there for the rest of the game and, and did played a you great know, game, pretty well.
0: Played a great game. Yeah, right. there were there were instances where players were getting taken out of the game, and they were, you were seeing them on the sideline getting. I mean, not yelled at, but like you getting an earful, getting talked to uh, after Corcoran. After Corcoran punched the dude in the face, he went to the sideline. Mickey was talking to him. He was kinda yelling at him, but he was also he had his hands on like his shoulder pads and he was just like, you know, talking to him. He was just letting him know, Hey, you can't do that, man. We're in this game right now. We're trying to get this win. You're important. You're a starter. We can't have this happen. Like, you gotta be
1: smarter than that. At tackle, which was, uh, it was... Uh, hey, Brant Banks stepped in and stepped up. Yeah, he did, which was good to see. Brant Banks, a lot of different guys getting different looks. too. That was a big part of that uh, game as well. Uh, we'll take a quick break. We'll give more thoughts on it, and uh, it's again, it's my first show back, so I haven't reacted to the Paul Chris stuff, uh, so we'll do that as well. Crazy stuff in the Big Ten West. It's open. Nebraska could be the leader as soon as Friday night. We'll talk about that coming up next here on the Ticket Water Cooler, 93.7 Ticket.